0: Well, hello everybody, a little later than normal. Sorry about that, we had some lessons going on here and I just got distracted. So this is Chatting with Chap. I am your host, Ginger Wade, and I am so glad you're with me today. Today, we are gonna talk about when your kids make choices different than your plans for them. So, uh, this is older kids. But anyway, before we get into that topic, I was gonna give you the homeschool tip of the day. So the homeschool tip of the day is about evaluators. So a lot of times we get questions about who can be an evaluator. I'm gonna read it right off of our homeschoolpennsylvania.org website on the page Becoming an Evaluator. There's a list of the legal requirements to being an evaluator. So if you wanna be an evaluator or you're looking for one, this is who's allowed to be an evaluator. Uh, A licensed clinical psychologist, a school psychologist, Uh, or a teacher certified by the Commonwealth. Uh, You need to have experience at the elementary level to evaluate elementary kids, experience at the high school level to evaluate high school kids. Uh, You need to have two years of teaching experience in order to be an evaluator. Uh, You can also be a non-public school teacher or an administrator. Uh, Same thing, two years of experience. The two years of experience is for any evaluating person. Let's see, and also, a supervisor, which would be us parents, us parents are the supervisors, right? We may request, we may write a letter of request to our school district requesting someone else to be our evaluator who is not necessarily one of the above uh, described people. Uh, That would be uh, like me. I've been homeschooling for 16 years now, many years elementary, many years high school. If someone came up to me and said, hey, would you like to be my evaluator? I could say yes, and then that supervisor or parent would write a letter to the superintendent saying, hey, Ginger has these credentials. This is why she could be my evaluator. Do you agree to allow her to be my evaluator? And that would be something the superintendent would have to say yes to. So if you want to check out more details on that, go to homeschoolpennsylvania.org. Look up Becoming an Evaluator and all those details will be on there. You can research it more thoroughly. That is just a brief, uh, like a little capsule of who can be an evaluator. But there's more details out there if you are interested. So today's topic, let's get on to the topic. Merry Christmas, by the way. We are down in the throes, right? It's the 20th today, isn't it? Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm not quite ready yet. I just keep thinking, I hope I don't forget to make the bread. I hope i don't forget to make the salad i hope I don't, <laughs> hopefully you got it all together um, i don't quite have it together yet but i'm here with you right now and we're going to talk talk about when kids make different choices so i want to share with you isaiah chapter 30 verse 15 uh, it says in repentance and rest is your salvation in quietness and trust is your strength so repentance and rest rest our rest is where we find salvation, not in our busyness and our striving, in our planning, in our organizing, all the things that are happening in our families' lives, right? Planned or unplanned, written or not, we all have goals for our kids, right? You may not write them down, but as a parent, you got goals for your kids. They you, you might not even be conscious goals, like you you might not be even a conscious goal thinker, But somewhere in there, you've got goals for your kids. You've got things that you think your kids should be doing, right, or accomplishing. Why do we do this? Why do we, as parents, have plans for our kids? Well, we love them, right? We want to educate them. We want to prepare them for adult life. We want to help them get a good start and to be well prepared. We want them to be successful as adults, you know, and being responsible, functioning adults on their own. Uh, We may want to live vicariously through them. Because we miss the glory days or we didn't get to do something in our younger years. And we want our children to be able to do it because we didn't get the chance. Uh, we want them to experience or maybe not to experience what we experienced as children. That's why we have certain goals for our kids. Or we may just like to have control over things and people. So obviously in this list there are good things and there are not so good things. That Those are like some of the reasons that we have goals for our children, right? Some are healthy, some are not. So remember, remember mama's dad is out, the, out there. God has a plan for each one of us. Okay, each one of us, he has things laid out for us to do. But that doesn't mean he's gonna clue you in on what the plan is for your children. He's gonna tell you what you need to do. He's gonna lead you on your path. He's not necessarily gonna say, oh hey, your child's gonna do this and that and whatever. That's between him, God, and that child, right? So, uh, there is God has a plan. And you might not be clued in on it. And sometimes we take offense at that. Because <laughs> after all, we're mom, right? But we need to let it into God's hand, right? As little children, obviously, we need to create lots of boundaries. We need to help them. We need to say, no, no, don't do this. You can do this. This is how we live. This is good character, Little ones need a lot of boundaries, they need a lot of help. Okay, as they grow in age and maturity, and being responsible and having good character and making good choices, the boundaries and the responsibilities they change. The interests of our children change, they aren't necessarily going to be what we're interested in because they are becoming their own people. Okay, so as your children grow there's this changing in the way you parent, right? Obviously you're not gonna control or give as many boundaries because they need to learn how to be functioning adults, adults that function on their own. So what do you do when you have, now I'm thinking about older children here. I'm not talking about your seven year old, you know, or even your 10 year old. I'm talking like we're getting into 15 year old. I mean, you know, even 13 year olds, mm, you know, they do need to have more independence, but I'm talking like when we're getting into 15, 16, 17, especially driving, definitely when they're legal adults. Being a legal adult, by the way, does not mean that you're a mature adult. I'm sure you all know that, but I thought I'd just put it out there. So, so what do you do when your children, these are older children, young adults if you will, make choices that you don't necessarily agree with. If they make plans that are outside of the scope of your plans, for your roadmap for them. You know, you have this nice tidy plan all hand out for them, and all of a sudden they start thinking independently and having their own opinion. Okay? I'm not talking about simple choices. You know, I'm not talking about stuff that needs correction. I'm talking about interests, preferences, like, do I want to do a trade? Do I want to go to college? Do I want to play soccer? Do I want to play football? Do I want to act? Do I want to sing? Do I play an instrument? Do I want to be busy? Do I want to take a break? These types of things. Can We give our older children space to make these choices. Are you comfortable giving them the independence to choose? So I'm not talking about stuff like curfew. I'm not talking about um, things that, that you need to continue to shape and mold them. It is good for children to volunteer and sometimes they need to be encouraged to do that, right? Volunteer and serve outside of the home. Uh, we want them to work hard on their studies. I'm not talking about giving them a, a pass on doing their educational work, right? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about other interests, things they want to grow, okay? So if your child still struggling with math or reading, yes, you should keep working on that. But if they have interests over here, you need to encourage that too. might not be in your plan for them. So how do we let them make choices that aren't in our plan? How do you as a parent uh, sit back And say, okay, you know, make that choice. It wasn't in my plan. How do you work with that in your own soul? Well, you love them. You love them through it. You know, they're not making choices, hopefully, because they want to, you know, stick one to you or just be contrary. Um, Release them to God. God created them. God has plans for them. Like I said earlier, he has a purpose for them. And we don't know what that is. And God may be putting those interests and passions in them to prepare them for their new plan, the plan that he has for them. And we're totally unaware of what that is. So we can release them to God. He loves them more than we do anyway. We can support and encourage them. One of the best ways to do this is to ask questions. You know, what are you interested in? Why do you find that interesting? Or How do you want to pursue that? Just ask them questions and give them time to talk about it. Give them opportunities to grow in whatever it is they're interested in. Uh, you you may not agree with it. And it's not that it's a bad thing. It's just that, oh, you know, I wouldn't choose that or I was trying to go away from that. Some type of activity that you don't feel like putting time into. But if it's their interest, they need time to to pursue it. You know, And even if it lasts two weeks and like, oh yeah, I really don't like that. Okay, good. You gave them an opportunity. They discovered it on their own, even though you kind of knew, well, I knew it was going to turn out that way. By the way, don't say I told you so on those. Just let them figure it out and move on so talk to them about it learn why it interests them learn why what they find intriguing about it so as a good relationship builder right you're getting to know your child better when you have conversations with them about their interests and mamas and and papas out there prepare your heart for change prepare your heart for change when they start becoming their own people especially when they take opportunities to make their faith their own faith most likely it's going to be on a path that you're not planning on. So prepare your heart for that. Prepare yourself to release them to be able to experience the things they need to experience, to be the person that God needs them to be. It's hard, and sometimes it's rocky, but praying over them, releasing them to God, I mean, that is, to me, that's the best way to prepare for the the fact that they're going to have different plans than what you have for them. I know it's not easy. Change is not easy. It's never easy in your own life it's not easy. It's even harder in your children's lives when you've kind of molded and directed and shaped where they were going for so many years and now it's time to like let them go out there and do their thing. As so of when I my oldest is 20. So when when he was 15ish is when I started to learn to zip the lip. I'm talker as you can tell. And it was hard for me to not respond to everything that he would talk to me about and sometimes i just need to be quiet and listen um that's when i started to learn that and and it was good it was very good for me so when we pour our hearts into our children and we have poured our hearts into our plans sometimes it's really hard to let them go but uh we need to let our children grow we need to give them space to make choices uh, our plans actually may be hindering god's plans for our children because like i said we don't necessarily know what god um, has planned for our children. Now, that's not to say if they're like being pulled away from God or enticed to go somewhere they really shouldn't go. That's a different thing. This is just interests and building skills and, you know, uh, relationships maybe they need to have in order to build skills in order to do what God wants them to do in the future. So as parents we're to train them up, right? Uh, Train them up in the way they should go. This is good character, faith in Christ, you know, giving their whole selves to Jesus and entrust, teaching the children to entrust their choices to God's leading. So, one of the things that's really hard is to not fulfill ourselves through our children, through what they do. Um, They have their own journey to take with Jesus. And so many times, you know, oh, they have an interest that I had when I was growing up and I had such a good time doing it. It was so good. And oh, look what they can do. And I can still experience some of that through them. And it's so easy to get wrapped up in that. And that's not not such a good thing Um, because they have their own journey to take. And there's God has his own purposes with with your children there. So we have been fulfilled by Jesus. It's Jesus who completes us. Uh, not what our children do, right? Not our spouse, not our children. Is Jesus? Jesus completes us. It's wonderful to see our kids succeed, but we don't make our children's success our lifeblood. That's that's not wise. So here's here's what Colossians chapter two verses nine and ten say: For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and you have been given fullness in Christ who is the head over every power and authority. So when I read this, I think about this verse. My fulfillment doesn't come through what my children do and how my children succeed. It's talking about having what we need to do what God has called us to do. Um, It includes not being fulfilled by anything but Christ. So we're fulfilled by Christ. We're not fulfilled by what our children are doing. So be careful if you're pushing your children to continue on something because it's fulfilling you. So, and, and there are times when our children need to be encouraged to continue on. When things get hard, it doesn't mean that when things get hard, we just go, ah, you don't have to finish that. That's not what I'm saying. But just be careful in your heart and why it is that you might be pushing your child to do something, what the reasons are behind that. Now, it's something to think about. So we can raise up and train our children to be God-fearing adults without basing our value on whether or not they follow our plans for them so you're not a bad parent if your child does not follow your plans for them you're not a bad parent if they make choices that you wouldn't make okay it's okay it's part of releasing them to be the people God has made them to be so love them where they're at and if you remember A bunch of episodes back. We're at episode 185 now, so this was like way back. I I can't remember. Somewhere in the early hundreds, I guess. I did a series called Beloved Release. It was this phrase that God gave to me. I'm beloved to Jesus, and he's asking me to release. And he asked me to release so many different things (laughs) at different times. And this phrase so applies here. Release my plans. I have to release my plans for my children so that they are free to pursue God's plans for them. So it's a good reminder. Beloved, release. So grow with your kids. Enjoy what they are learning and have them tell you about it. So maybe you can learn a little bit too. Wouldn't that be exciting? You get to do a little bit of learning along with your children. So grow with your kids as you train them to follow Christ in all of life. And you know what, moms and dads, if you are not following Christ in all of life yourself, this is the season to do it. It's the Christmas season. It's when we are preparing our hearts for Christ's coming or we commemorate Jesus coming to this world to teach us all about God's will for us, all about the kingdom, how the kingdom comes on earth, your, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? How does God's kingdom come here? He teaches us all about that. And then he paid the price for our sins so that we could be close to God. Again, we can be reconciled to God. So if we're not giving everything to him because he gave everything for us. This is the season. This is the season to grasp that by the horns, right? (laughs) Grasp that bull by the horns. Give God every moment. Give God every moment and then share that with your kids. I'm learning how to follow Christ in all of life and I want you guys to learn how to follow Christ in all of life. It is the ultimate gift. Jesus gave you the ultimate gift by dying for your sins and you can give him a gift back By living for him and allowing him to guide you in every moment. And teaching your children to do the same. So I hope you have a blessed Christmas. Thank you for tuning in today. It was wonderful to talk to you about this. I hope your new year is wonderful. I hope that you enjoy the relationship building you get to do over these next few weeks. And continue that on through the new year. Uh, I pray blessings over your homeschool. Encourage others to take the leap into homeschool. Remember we are here to support you. And uh, you can share us with others too, and uh, we can support them also. So thank you for tuning in. Have a blessed Christmas. I will see you next Tuesday, and uh, have a very Merry Christmas. Bye now.